are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you all for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code Locked On and you'll get 20% off your next order. So here's what I have on tap for you today. We are going to talk about opening weekend for the Carolina Diamond Heels. We know baseball got kicked off as well as softball. We also have got men's basketball to discuss and dive into the Louisville game and just how good the Tar Heels could be, seeing the potential, right? We are feeling excited about the team, but will they be the same team when they play Marquette on Wednesday? Let's talk about all of that today. Opening up, talking about Diamond Heels, North Carolina is now 3-0, needed just three hits in the series finale to complete the sweep over James Madison on Sunday as North Carolina edged the Dukes 3-2 on Bryson Field at Boshamer Stadium. Excuse me. I don't know why Boshamer made me laugh a little bit in the inside, but it's fine. We'll keep it pushing. <laughs> the Tar Heels completed the season opening sweep for the second consecutive season after beating Middle Tennessee State three times last year. Some opening weekend highlights. We want to highlight Brett Centracchio, who recorded his first home run in Carolina Blue. Caleb Roberts Roberts finished the weekend 5-for-11 with two home runs, a double, a triple, and eight RBIs. He ended the series slugging 1.273 and .571 on base percentage. Justin Justice, wow, why am I struggling with names today? Y'all see that already at the gate. Like, what are we doing? Like, come on, let's come on back, right? Justice Thompson ended the weekend 5 for 12 with a pair of doubles, a home run, and three RBIs, while Thomas Frick recorded his first hit as a Tar Heel. So shout out to the guys for getting it done. 3-0 and is certainly the way that you want to start the season. More good things happening. North Carolina returns to the field Tuesday against Elon. Back at home, their first pitch is slated for 3.30 p.m., so, good things on the horizon for ba- basketball, baseball. As you know, we are some people who are frequent visitors to the College World Series. Can we get back there this season under a new coach? We'll just have to find out. So, let's get ready for some spring action. I'm excited to talk to you guys about that and learning a new sport for me. I used to play softball in elementary school, a little middle school action. And so, I'm used to being on the field. I understand it pretty well. My favorite team Pro-wise, is the Atlanta Braves because, you know, that's probably the closest team we have. We got Carolina, we got the Mudcats, we got the Durham Bulls. But if we're talking pro-pro, it would be the Braves. But, of course, who hasn't been to a Durham Bulls game? Because it's very – it's a nice experience, right? All of that good stuff. So we will certainly get it popping there. Now, when it comes over to basketball news, let's talk about Kerwin Walton, who is the ACC Freshman of the Week, announced earlier today. The first conference weekly honors of his career. Shout out to Kerwin. He tied his career-high 14 points in Tar Heels' win over Northeastern last Wednesday before setting a new career-high with 19 points in UNC's blowout victory over Louisville on Saturday. Kerwin was the man. He still is the man. He's low-key. 
the key to everything that goes right with the Tar Heels this season. He becomes the fourth different UNC player to win ACC Freshman of the Week this season, joining RJ, Caleb, and Dayron. The Tar Heels are currently 14-7 and seven overall this season and with an 8-5 and five mark in ACC play, and that is a lot in part to Kerwin's play. Sometimes when he gets hot and heavy, you just know it's going to be a good night. Kerwin just brings the energy, and I think it has a lot to do with the throw. He said that everyone encourages him to keep it. He doesn't have any plans on shaving anytime soon. And I'm like, listen, as long as we're hot, keep it going. It might be one of those things like Harrison Barnes where he said he wouldn't shave until they got a win. He was looking kind of grisly for a minute when it came to the Sacramento Kings. But, hey, if Kerwin keeps this up, I say let let the Afro shine. If it's like Phil Ford out here where we got the nice big old puffy thing, maybe he can get him an endorsement deal Right. I'm sure it's for Kobe White. It's on the way when it comes to his curls popping. So I'd be interested to see what his you know thought process or his game plan is every time he gets on the court with like, does he wash his hair? What products does he use? All of that. How does he pick it? Does he have a pick? Does he need a Carolina one? I've, all those things I would love to throw out those ideas. I would love to offer him. Right. Just call me at locked on heels or at Candace D. Cooper. I'll give you some info on that fro. Cool. Cool. So let's jump into the Louisville game, right? They played Saturday at six. If you missed it, man, you missed a good one for good feel and vibe to enjoy the Tar Heels. Last time, that Carolina played Louisville, the Louisville Cardinals really whomped UNC. There was no Garrison Brooks in that matchup. It was 72-55 in Louisville, and it was certainly not the game Carolina had hoped for. But UNC had, at the time, led the series 15-7. and And as we know, as the story was harped on much during the game, the Cardinals were 11-4 and and 6-3 and in ACC play heading into Saturday's matchup. They had only played nine conference games, the least out of any member of the ACC. Louisville was a sure NCAA tournament team last season, and even with the loss of their leading scorer, Jordan Nawara, the Cardinals are on pace to make the tournament because, you know, there are about so many good teams this year <laughs> when it comes to NCAA as a whole. So they certainly were looking nice and pretty sitting at 11-4, and four, but that that 99 uh, whomping that they Carolina put on them might say otherwise. Louisville had not played since February 1st, having their first four games postponed due to COVID protocol and contact tracing occurring within their own program. But also, they had had a game against Syracuse postponed on February 17th, another positive test that was postponed five hours right before the game. So last time that Louisville had gotten a chance to play, they beat Georgia Tech. It was a great game for Samuel Williamson with career best of 20 points and 18 rebounds and David Johnson with 10 rebounds and 24 points. So they were the key players to watch along with Carly Jones. They certainly had a night of sorts. It was something that I was looking forward to, a great matchup just to see where they're at. But it just spoke to the fact if anyone had any doubt of how it goes this season when it comes to not playing for 19 days, let Louisville be a hard lesson. It did not take away to me from Carolina's win, right? They still played very good, complete basketball for the first time I think we've seen this season. They shared the ball. They had guys who are still trying to find their way, kind of figure it out a little more, right? They they elevated their pitch quite a bit, Walker Kessler being one of them. But I certainly do believe that if Louisville, 
had it been flowing like the rest of us this season, we might have played a different Cardinal team. But hey, we'll take the win, right? We'll take the performance from the Tar Heels. We'll all enjoy what it was. If you bet the over, if you bet Carolina, just th- I knew you, I knew you put down a forty-five point win for the Tar Heels. I just knew it because you bet with BetOnline.ag, the one place that has you covered and one place that I trust. If you sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag, use that promo code Locked On for your fifty percent welcome bonus. You can't sit on the sidelines. You gotta get in on the action. We all know the NCAA tournament is just around the corner, so we do not want to miss out on the opportunity to bet. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts Locked On Today, a daily podcast breaking down the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. So we had UNC versus Louisville. We gave you the backstory, and now we've got the game itself. The leading scorer was Dayron Sharp, who had himself quite the game. The conversation kept being around whether or not he was going to be here after this season. I surely hope so, right? Why not, in a full year where everything is halfway normal, get the opportunity to win a national championship with the Tar Heels? I'm just being 100% selfish because I want to see it again, but I understand taking your talents to the next level. He was also the rebound leader with 11 but we got Andrew Playtech with five assists being our leader for the night again I'm still looking for Caleb and RJ to be consistently that but I will take it right I'll take the senior leadership from Andrew now when you look at stats statistically Louisville was pretty much not even sniffing at Carolina for the entire game their field goal percentage was 32 percent three point zero six percent from three free throws they were 75 percent Rebound 34 and turnover 16. Now, Carolina, on the other hand, had 60% field goal percentage, which was one of their highest, if not the highest, they've seen all year. 44% from three, 38% from the free throw. God knows. That's just horrible. Trash. Awful. Can't stand it. They did rebound well with 45 rebounds their turnovers were better they had 11 we're going to get that down to nine come Wednesday against Marquette I can just feel it great opportunities again for the guys to do well some key notes right 48 and 51 points respectively per half was probably the best we've seen from UNC all season and not just because yes numbers one plus one is two you know we add them up it's the best but because it just felt like Carolina was in control of a game from start to finish it never really got out of hand of course they found their bearings the first three minutes, but then they settled down and it was all Carolina the rest of the way. The 45-point margin of victory tied UNC's fourth largest in ACC game, in an ACC game, which is awesome. The 73 points by freshmen set a UNC record. So the freshmen were doing the damn thing. The previous high was 61 versus NC State on January 23rd. So we had three keys to victory, right? I always try to give you guys some things to look out for, things that I think the team can do better at, or things that they need to make sure they do what they already do well. So let's keep up that momentum. So, you know, I just try to help you all out, right? So it makes the game a little more fun. 
I said on Friday, Carolina had to play through another tough defensive opponent. I thought Louisville was going to be tight on that defense. Talked about top defensive units with Virginia, and Carolina definitely struggled against a UVA team. So I just said, you know what? Louisville's going to come out and be the same kind of defensive leader that it had been. They were leading the ACC in field goal percentage defense and ranking third in scoring defense and second in three-point field goal defense. None of that happened. <laughs> and you can listen to Roy Williams who said, quote, yeah, we were good. I mean, we shared the ball. Again, I can remember on Almost every single turnover. Like if you have 30 of them, it's hard to remember every one. I think we did some things good offensively, sharing the ball, moving the ball, and for sure, you know, it's 61% for the game. And the two highest stats we've had all year were the first half, and then we broke that and we beat that in the second half defensively when he talked about that. So, you know, great for the guys being able to handle Louisville, who were allegedly supposed to be great at defense but weren't. But then when it came to attacking defense themselves, Carolina early on, Coach Williams said, I felt like we were giving up too many second shots. They had two guys with three offensive rebounds in the first half that they weren't able to convert any of those, so we got lucky. In the start of the second half, first five or six minutes, we had five second shots for them and five turnovers for us. Other than that, we did some really good things. So still work to be done defensively, but something, I mean, let's be honest, everybody's not going to miss shots the way Louisville missed shots, right? There are going to be teams that make you pay for those offensive rebounds that they're able to get. But for the night, it just went Carolina's way. We all know Louisville just wasn't the same as old, but shout out to Carolina again, 61% from the field, right? We were able to shoot for 44% from three. It just was Carolina's night when it came to this specific game. Number two, I said Carolina had to use their size advantage. The Tar Heels are much bigger than the Cardinals. Louisville's starting front court includes freshman Jalen Withers and Dre Davis, along with sophomore Samuel Williamson. None of these three players are taller than 6'8", so UNC should use the, the UNC should have the advantage there. Scoring leader, Dayron Sharp with 20 points. I think that's <laughs> that's one hell of an advantage, right? Carolina had points from UNC off turnovers. Carolina had 26 in the paint. They had 58 points, dominated the paint, right? They were, And that's exactly what Carolina has to do. That's the team that they have this year. More importantly, though, they were able to get second chance points with 14 26 points with fast breaks and 45 points off the bench. We talked about last game, 40 points off the bench. We were really, you know, highlighting the fact that the guys who are coming off, you know, that giving their opportunities to score and we were just the momentum. Like everybody's contributing in a positive way. It's not quick shifts out like, oh, my gosh, you made two mistakes gone. Carolina's figuring out their footing, especially guys like Walker Kessler. I'm getting really excited about him because I think that he is the future of Carolina basketball. Should he get his once he gets a little weight room a little bit, okay, <laughs> he figures out himself. He can be a little Tyler Hansborough 2.0. I mean, it's a lot to be put in the psycho T conversation, but I think that he is slow walking his way to be some sort of dominant force. I don't know if he'll be as dominant, but hey, you know, we can we can give it to him, right? Number three, I said Carolina had to make their damn free throws. UNC was 81% on the night versus Northeastern and will need to continue this momentum as they will again be playing a defensively sharp team. <sighs> now listen, can't always be perfect, right? Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> Roy Williams said it best, quote, for us, it hasn't really, it wasn't really a good time for them. We did share the ball better tonight. We have been doing that. We did everything except shoot free throws. We didn't make free throws, and that shows how smart I am. I had everybody shoot individually 300 free throws, 300 free throws this week 
with the manager counting it. Everybody on the team shot above 79%. Well, that didn't work. I'll try something else next week. Coach, I need 500 free throws, okay? Because clearly the boys ain't getting it, right? When it comes to crunch, I ain't even no fans in here to throw their hands in the air to say, wave them like you just don't care. I just don't understand why these young men can't make fundamental free throw shots at home at that. That's just not acceptable. It's not acceptable. We can't be having that. Like we we too, we coming too far. We know tournament time is too close to be messing up when it comes to the free throw line because that's make or break. That's how you stay in and out of games. You think money's on the line right now playing a Louisville team trying to get another ACC win. What kind of money's going to be on the line when you in the Elite Eight? Okay. I just, that's just basic. Basic is the math ain't mathing to me why you can't make your free throws. Okay, that's that's fundamental basketball. Never, I will never be okay with not being excellent at fundamental basketball. Just won't do it. <laughs> I won't allow it. <laughs> will not allow it. I think the Tar Heels still have to figure out their footing when it comes to free throws. That's just hey, good teams go from great th- great teams when they do the little things right. Right? Yes, you're always there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be turnovers. They're not going to play perfect basketball. I understand that, but. You can get away with stuff again like that against a team like Louisville, who's having an incredibly off night. You are not going to get away with that with a Baylor or a West Virginia or a, shoot, a Texas or Texas Tech or a Gonzaga or an Iowa or a Michigan or an Ohio State. Like, you didn't get away with it with Virginia. You didn't get away with it with Florida State. I mean, we want to keep it in-house, right? You barely got away with it for Syracuse until the second half, like, we got to come on. Stop playing. You're going to mess around and get your whole feelings hurt. You keep playing with these free throws. I do like, hear me clearly. I, if we have to have this conversation because Carolina got routed out of a tournament because it came down to free throws, I promise you, I will cuss so hard on this show that David Locke himself will call me and say, Candace, I think it's about that time, right? Because <laughs> that's how fired up I'm going to be because it makes no damn sense to me. I just, it'll never be okay, right? The Tar Heels will return to action on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. against Marquette in a game added to the schedule to replace UNC's postponed game at Boston College, which was originally scheduled for Tuesday. So Carolina's not even showing you know tweets anymore. They have plenty of opportunities to play good schools. They don't even got sliding DMs. They've, they've upgraded, right? You know, in relationships where you go from like shooting your shot to like you don't even got to shoot no more. You just throw the pick up there and people are already like, listen, I'm here. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm here. I'm absolutely ready to play. So we hope the boys are ready to play. They're locked and loaded. Everything is good for them on that front. And they are equipped because they, I mean, we all saw the game, right? 99 points, but free throws are very much still one. We didn't get our chance to get biscuits. But if you didn't get biscuits, it's fine because I'm sure you can still get right with Built Bar. As you know, I have been working on my fitness. I am a Peloton princess. Add me, get right coop. I am ready to go with y'all. I have been looking for great treats that say, that keep me fit, nice, and toned. That's why I've leaned on Built Bar. Built, Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. With 18 amazing flavors that are 100% covered in chocolate, Built Bar is even more delicious. If you're a health-conscious person like me, you'll enjoy Built Bar because it's low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Mal. Matt Williamson hosts Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game and move around the NFL. 
Get your picks, previews, and much more with Every Day with Peacock and Williamson Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. All right, we're finishing up today's show with key takeaways, right? Carolina played one of its best offensive games they've They've have all season finally started to look like the Carolina of old where they dominate teams that are having off nights. You have to just do it soundly. You don't play down to competition. You were able to step up. Carolina's looking good, but they can still get better. There are still, again, many things that when you look at detail, free throws are key, right? Taking care of the ball is great. Having your assist men, a.k.a. your guards, play up two levels. RJ Caleb, I still want to see you. I still believe in you guys. I still think it's there. I want them to be in the conversation of just dominating and having great general floor management as we gear up for tournament time. I want to see an ACC championship. More importantly, I would love to see a Final Four. I'm dreaming. Sure, I'm out of pocket sometimes. Fine. I just know that Carolina could be great, and so I'm going to keep hoping for that. Absolutely. Now, again, Carolina has the three keys of victory, but they are not the only team that we must discuss. The women played NC State on Sunday. It was not the best game that I've seen from the Tar Heels. A little bit frustrating, right? We'll have all of that conversation tomorrow. I want to dive into the game. It's the second matchup between the two. Carolina couldn't beat them twice. That's usually how it goes, right? Carolina punches them in the mouth first, kind of gives them that wake-up call. It's great for their resume. Had they played this game a little bit better, I think it would have been better for Carolina's resume as they're trying to get in. They are one of the last four teams on the bubble right now trying to get in the NCAA tournament. They're going to have to have a strong showing against in the ACC uh, tournament as they're looking for their opportunity to play a little bit longer. Don't have a lot of opportunities left, so the ladies are going to have to certainly figure it out in that regard. But I think that they have you know what it takes to be in there. They certainly, again, beat good teams on paper, but they've got to do it more consistently, and they have to at least be in games where teams like NC State dominate them. So we'll dive into them tomorrow. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it simmer a little bit longer. Make sure I get all my notes right for you guys and the key takeaways that we are trying to face for these ladies. We also got to talk UNC men, who again have a matchup versus Marquette, another non-conference game, a rare opportunity in February to beat an opponent. Where you listen. NCAA tournament time, you're playing people who are not necessarily in your conference. So it's a great opportunity to see other teams around the country playing great basketball. But we know when we look at it, the Big 12 is hot. The Big 10 is hotter. Like, we have to get better (laughs) if we want to have a strong resume come tournament time ourselves. Currently sitting at an 11 seed, right, in the NCAA tournament. So we don't want to give ourselves any further down, right? We're going to have to be one of those upsets in a bracket. I think Carolina can do that. It just depends on which Carolina we're going to get. We're going to get. <laughs> so I'm hoping that Carolina figured out that 99-point win. And they're like, listen, that's who we are as a team. That's how we're going to keep rolling. But we also have been a 48-point Carolina team. So just keeping it all in perspective, people. Just keeping it all in perspective. The up and downness is just really on brand for what the whole 2020-2021 basketball season is. The year is still rolling. A lot of craziness going Hope you guys stay safe out here. It's been a great Monday to talk to y'all. Come back tomorrow for good stuff, right? Good content. We can certainly hit me up at Locked on Heels at Candace D. Cooper if you want to talk further 
Always love to live tweet games. Love to have that conversation about the heels. We keep it here. We're family here, right? We just keep it a buck. We keep it a bam. We, we like to have a good time. So make sure you guys stay smart and safe out there. Stay warm. Donate money if you can to people in Houston if you've got it. You know, we're all just trying to make it as best we know how. I look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Have a great evening. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.